pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Greetings and welcome back to your friendly neighborhood kinetic belief manifesting podcast where you get to determine your reality. And if you don't know what to choose for your reality, choose the abundant life. We're so glad to have all of you back with us again today. You are the reason that we are here. If you'd like to receive an occasional text message from me, and I do mean occasional, text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon, and then make sure that you subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss us when we are here. Because you're the only reason that we are here. We're here for you. Hey, Maggie. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> what a glorious year it's been. Why couldn't we have just spent the holidays with with KBs. Can we do that uh, next year, please? I think it was a mistake not to. I think so. <laughs> I missed all you guys. <laughs> I did too. I really did. We both sad did. about the whole thing. What a year. And I'm saying what a year because we're kind of sandwiched. I always feel like there's sort of a compression period of time between uh, the, the holiday of Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I, I always forget that it seems like it's just the holiday sort of goes on and on. And I get stir crazy and yeah. I run out of things that I think I should be doing because nobody <laughs> else is doing anything. I'm like, I don't want to watch any more movies. I don't want to eat anything else. You just, don't want to soak in the tub anymore. I don't want to soak in the tub. I don't <laughs> want said, a massage. Just <laughs> You said yesterday, I don't want to soak. I don't want to be. I don't want to massage. I don't want. Don't I just touch don't me. Tu- I just want to do. I want to be productive. I need to practice my violin. I did miss this though. I have to say, I missed everyone. You can always feel that connection, and I'm I'm curious to know if other KBs felt the same. You know, were you sort of were we all KB starved during this holiday? Probably. Uh, let us know. Yeah. You know they will Please already. Let us We've know. been getting a lot of the the text messages back yeah. from KBs and Sweet. Uh, and you know back at you. Lots of love, lots of light. We made a lot of new friends in 2021. I think more than any other year. Oh my goodness! It, we it took us most of the day. <laughs> when was it Saturday to yeah. reach out to a lot of our new friends and we're sitting there doing these messages and text messages and yeah. emails and it went on and on and on. Well, what I thought was funny too is how many different apps I had to use to talk to everyone. Because, you know, in Albania, they're using WhatsApp or Viber, and then you got Apple messaging. I mean, it was sort of funny. (laughs) Well, it was a crazy year. We traveled all over the place very slowly and carefully, but nonetheless, that's what we did. And we met so many other people in Scotland, up in the the lake district of scotland it's around the locks where they have the loch ness or nessie the monster (laughs) you know near nessie yeah near nessie (laughs) (laughs) nessie's neighbor we met some really cool people there yeah what was the girl who do you remember her name and she's from the isle of sky oh and oh anyway was it sadie or something that sounds right i think it's but right. she speaks. She speaks Gaelic. Gaelic, one of only like two or three hundred people in the yes, world that speak Gaelic. Very fun to listen to, I have to say. We tried to we we were in a restaurant, okay, and she was serving. She was working as a server at a restaurant up around the locks, and you went up to go powder your nose or something, and powder she and nose. I we we got together. <laughs> so, okay, I want you to ask me a question in Gaelic when when Meg comes back. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you in Gaelic. So we came up with some little quick something. But you had you had walked up and heard us scheming. I think my hearing's better than you realize. Is that what it is? I was pretty far away. But you were in on the joke, and you turned the joke on me, and you answered the question before I could. She, anyway, yeah, she asked you she was, in Gaelic how, how our dinner was going. That's what it was. And I said, oh, dinner was great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you both looked at me <laughs> like, is this a secret identity? But I wasn't surprised what because I'm thinking, what, what does Miss Maggie not know? Right. You know, what's very cool, though, you, you mentioned the traveling and it's been really fun to not travel for a moment Mm -hmm. and to focus on the music the christmas concert we haven't even talked about the christmas concert that was was epic and the kbs that showed up there i know are you kidding it was so good to meet some of you for the first time i guess technically we did get to spend christmas time with some kbs i forgot about that but it wasn't all of you no (laughs) we want everyone in a room for christmas speaking of friends and and kbs you know what it's actually time for us to choose a location for our KB 2022 convention. Yes. Where do you want to have it this year? I vote Orlando. Really? Yes. Orlando? I just think it's you have all this crazy stuff you could do. 
Orlando. Well, you could you could just I like the idea of combining it. So if if people want to come to the workshop, they can also like go to Disney World. Orlando's not a bad idea, but I feel like you know we did a workshop there this past. That's true. Well, this not this yeah during twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's when it was. So maybe we need to choose maybe like a somewhere in the desert or the mountains mm. or the ocean this yeah. time. Maybe it was funny though when we had everyone send in their requests. It was almost completely equally divided across the world and, you know, the country. Mm-hmm. So it was kind That's of funny. That's true. We had just as many vote for, I think it was, it was uh, San Diego yeah. as they did for, for, Dallas, for Colorado. For, for Denver. For Dallas. For Orlando. Yeah. So. And so we just sort of tossed a coin there at the end and, yeah. and Orlando got it. But yeah, let's maybe do something... I don't know. Sedona, Arizona is really cool. Or we could do a West Coast thing. Yes. And honestly, you know, my mom's basement with KBs is going to be great. Let's keep thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> Love the mom. But let's, let's I'm just saying, work on though, this plan. The location pales in sure. comparison to the energy and the, the intense... Uh, excitement that comes from hanging out with like-minded people. Well, I'll tell you what, let's put the pressure on ourselves. And by the time we do our next podcast, let's have a location to roll out the KB 2022 convention. And that is where we can all recreate our realities together. We discover that, you know what? We're not alone. We're Mm. not the only one that is... Feeling the love and the excitement because there are other like-minded, love-filled, creative creators that are out there that will absolutely support you. They will encourage you. They will celebrate and champion you. And that's why we love to come together with the KBs. If you haven't been to a KB convention, you've not been to a KB convention. (laughs) Then you've never been. Lit on fire from the inside out. Um, When do you think that's going to happen? Is that late spring, summer? Mm. I guess it kind of depends on where we're doing it. If we do it in Sedona, Arizona, let's avoid the summer. Yeah, spring would be beautiful. It would be. In Sedona. Let's shoot for that. Okay. Maybe we should go to another country. Can we we get the KBs (laughs) to go down to Costa Rica? Yeah. How about that? That Maybe maybe Montezuma. Well, we will send an email, (laughs) not keep everyone guessing. Well, if we go to Montezuma... Everybody's got to put their hippie on. Oh, that's true. To show up in Montezuma. Bring your hippie pants. <laughs> right. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I can't I'm either. I'm ready to figure this one out. Well, let us, and if you've got some yeah. ideas, KBs, don't mm-hmm. hesitate to let us know. Send yeah. us an email. Or drop a text. us a line. Yes. Text us and let us know what you think. Well, speaking of the KBs, let's dive into our question here. And we have a KB, Karen, spelled K-E-R-E-N. I thought that was interesting. Like and that. she writes with the following question. She says, I have a little story for you, and what I want to know is, where did this particular manifestation come from? Mm. I have been practicing kinetic belief for most of my life now, even more after discovering your podcast. Thanks so much. Mm. My nature is positive, and I'm grateful for everything I have, and I say it to myself all the time. Just recently, though, yesterday evening, something happened that puzzles me, and I was hoping that you could shed some light on it to help me understand. She goes on to say, on my way home, I usually take one metro exit on the right, but yesterday I went left as I wanted to buy something on that side of the road. As I continued to walk left out of the metro station, I suddenly felt lightheaded, stopped myself Mm. from falling. Was it a sign? I then felt normal again and continued. After buying what I needed, I carried on, walking down the street, and I stood at the zebra crossing. It was very dark and pouring with rain. With my big umbrella, I looked left, the car stopped, I walked midway, and then I looked right, and the other car stopped. I made those next steps to continue, and as I did that, a motorbike came from nowhere, from the right, and I went flying down in the middle of the road. After the shock of being hit, I was helped up by the rider and many people who stopped and thankfully I just walked off. Nothing broken, no blood, but just some big bruises on my sides from the side impact. Nothing at all serious. If I had walked one second faster, the bike would have hit me head on and things would have looked very differently. She says, it's amazing that I'm still here. Yes, it is. And this morning it feels like it never even happened. But I'm also trying to understand why this incident occurred. I never think of bikes or being an accident, so it just seems like such a random thing. How did I manifest that? And can I prevent these in the future? Maybe 
take the lightheadedness as a warning. Um, that's what I keep asking myself. She says, thank you so much. Mm, Karen, I am so thankful that you're okay. Yes. As, as um, wow, what a story. You know, as you pointed out, your sense to stop for just a moment while all these other interactions are going on around you protected you from what could have been even more tragic. And you, you've pointed that out. But you know what? There is no question that you were directed by higher consciousness, none whatsoever. Yeah. Also, there is no thing in this universe that is a random event. Nothing. At no time are any of us not connected with higher consciousness. Now, we may not be paying attention. We may not be aware, but we're always connected. There is a oneness which knows all things, both past, both uh, present and future. But we will, people often confuse the act of being surprised with that of randomness. Mm. Just because you weren't expecting it did not mean that it's, uh, has purpose to it. And so this usually happens with those that are unaware. But Karen, the very fact that you're surprised by an event doesn't make the consequences of that event random either. But I can tell you this, that after hearing your story, again, so glad you're okay. But after hearing your story that you are, you say that you are interpreting unctions from higher consciousness, that means that you're hearing because you're listening. And that comes from having expectations for being guided. You're asking the question, you know, did, did uh, my sense of being faint and needing to pause for a, a moment, was that a sign? What you are expecting signs for being guided or, or you would not be aware, for example, that you were given that warning. Warnings, guidance, protection manifest to all of us in any number of ways. In whatever way they may communicate with you, they interact with all of us in a manner that gets our attention. Whatever it takes, you know, something will get your attention, Karen, that may not get mine. Mm. Something will get your attention, Maggie, that might not get Karen's. But those attention getters motivate all of us to change course, at least gets us to consider changing course, whether we do or not. Change course to do something different, to reconsider our actions. And I cannot tell you where the manifestation you described came from of being hit by a bicycle because, look, we are, all of us, we're in a world that is teeming with ulterior motives and all of these reconstructive meditations. In other words, the bicyclist was having his or her kind of day. I mean, cars are passing you by. They're having their kind of day. They're on their way, passing by others. They're experiencing their way. And as you said, it was raining. Or maybe, it, maybe it's not raining. Time is just flush with the act of gestating life all around us toward its perfected completion among the collective. And then there you were, right there in the middle of the this active recipe of quantum metaphysical dysmorphic interactions going on all around you. Mm. Things happen, but to you, they happen only as they're permitted, either by expectation or by the lack of expectation. Either way, they are always permitted. And so as kinetic believers, what sets all of us apart from disaster and from sickness and poverty Acts of violence, hate, worry, doubt, fear, all those things, being physically injured, is the intensity of our daily kinetic beliefs to be guided by wisdom and our unwavering expectations. You know, I have to say, I thought that her the framing of the story was really interesting. I found that fascinating, the way that she told the story and even asked the question in the, in the sense that you you could even say that she she didn't manifest being hit. She actually manifested not being hit because oh, she yes. she said in mm -hmm. her story, you know, look, if I had been one moment faster, if I hadn't paused uh, for that little moment of dizziness, I actually probably would have been hit head on and it would have been much worse. So it, it's also, you know, you tell us all the time, Steve, that perspective is everything. And especially when it comes to gratitude and expectations. And this is such a good example of that. She was grazed by the consequences of uh, expectations rather than hit head on. Mm. And, but her awareness of being 
guided by higher consciousness, is what opened her up to suggestion to begin with. Mm. And you're right. This is the way that she, she said she was interacting with the day and even looking back over it going, okay, now wait a minute, arms folded. Why was I hit to begin with? <laughs> Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I don't what? meditate. I, <laughs> I don't watch movies about being hit by motorbikes. I'm okay? not manifesting that, am I? But I think it's so amazing because it is difficult sometimes in life um, just the mental gymnastics of, of not glomming on to a negative aspect mm-hmm. of, of a happening. And there really was quite a positive outcome here. And she, and she even made the case for that. So the gratitude, gratitude says, thank goodness for a quick little dizzy spell because it absolutely protected me in every possible way. And, and I'm even aware now of what I was protected from. And that is so key because gratitude ensures that you're going to be, be protected again today mm-hmm. and again tomorrow. It manifests wow. more of the expectation when you're grateful rather than alarmed mm. by something that occurred, grateful for the, for the protection. That's really beautiful, the, the concept. I could just see it so visually, how gratitude completely covers us in, in a blanket of protection, and, and we, we can carry that with us. That's wonderful. The key here is being grateful in all things, not for all things, but in all things grateful. Mm. Because all of us are interconnected to higher consciousness, and it is the immovable desire when we are steadfast in our expectations, when we become so dogmatic that we put a demand with gratitude on our expectation for, for being guided. I mean, even if it means being taken by the hand of a, of a passing lightheadedness to, to hold us, but just for a moment longer at the crosswalks of life that we will continually manifest protection before we step out on the zebra crossing to get to the other side. Right. Yes. Continual grat- gratitude constantly uh, manifests the thing that you're hoping for. And so you mentioned, Karen, that you, you've been a cabie most of your life. Oh, I wish she was here to talk with us. Know. You know, and just we're, <laughs> we'll do the best we can with a letter. But yeah. you, you said that you've been a cabie most of your life. And I believe that your belief knowledge that you are guided by higher consciousness by God protected you to the extent that it did protect you. You know, part of the daily gratitude of a cabie is interconnected to the desire of going the, uh, through all of those daily obstacles of life. Mm. Because we do far more than just cross a street. I mean, you, you put your pants on and you put your feet on the floor. <laughs> God only knows what could happen from that moment on. <laughs> you know, I mean, there are so many things that can happen and that do happen, but receiving unctions of guidance to protect us from all things potentially destructive. You see, that's key. That is that. That's what happens to anyone that has the expectation for positive, intuitive, serendipitous moments that attracts and manifests more of the, the wisdom of guidance as we mm. go through our days. I feel like what you're telling us right now is, is that it, this dovetails so nicely with the idea of never being anti-negativity, anti-destruction. We are always pro gratitude, pro-positive outcomes. We, we, we focus on the positive outcome and the light that we know is here now and coming our way. And we're not running from avoiding the negativity. We, KB, a true KB has grown beyond it and doesn't even see it. And I think you, I think you probably mean it's good to be anti-negative. Well, I'm making the point that what you've I'm just referring to what you've told us before when you don't want to say I am I'm not this you're not constantly uh-huh. focusing on what you're not Correct. and then and how yes. you're because even yes. even being anti-negative you're actually still focusing on the negative and this mm-hmm. is one of those times where that would be very easy to do to be anti-negative is to be absent negative without it departed from it it doesn't exist rather than being like you're saying focused on the negative as a way of being anti-negative, that actually produces the wrong result because now we are saturating our thoughts again with the potential of negativity by focusing on the negative. Well, because you're always leading us into the light, Steve. Like, you know, these conversations, they're always going... It's forward motion. It's it's mm-hmm. toward higher consciousness. It's away from the lower self, the negative 
endless possibilities that exist in the world. Well, there's a utopia that would exist if there was nothing negative, correct? Mm -hmm. And if you could imagine a heaven, and even the Bible talks about the possibility of having days of heaven on the earth. Well, how would that, what would that look like? Right. If there, if you couldn't have a negative conversation, if there was no sickness and disease, if there's no lack, worry, fear, doubt, pain, death, none of those things, then you wouldn't have a conversation about those right. things. Yes. If you can't talk about those <laughs> things, you can't manifest those things. And so to your point, absolutely, being anti-negative is still producing the results of negative actions, well, negative manifestations. Yes. Yes, and that fits together so nicely with what you're taking us through today in this podcast, in this conversation, and re- and it's revealing a lot about this this you know ten second window that Karen was was experiencing. Grateful, being grateful. Yeah, that is that unlocks so much potential for development and growth and and. Uh, abundant life if we could just see what actually is happening Mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm when we are grateful in all things not for all things but in all things for the best Mm -hmm. for the better for the positive to show up in our lives the things that are put into motion that we're attracting into our lives is beyond anything we can think of or imagine yes through the power of gratitude yes i ride motorcycles Speaking of positive. Do you, do you ride them or do you drive them? I ride them. <laughs> because I ride they, too. Well, they, they have a <laughs> tendency drive. of driving themselves. You this just is... kind of... The, 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 uh, the less you mess, the better you are. So I ride motorcycles. And along with you, we both ride a motorcycle. <laughs> you're funny. Day, day one teaching motorcycles, you're like, the less you miss. <laughs> <laughs> the better you are. Writing that down. Every time I start the engine, I sit there. We do. And we speak words of gratitude for our safety. Yes. And, you know, we expect it. And so we have it. And we're grateful for it. And we do the same mm-hmm. thing when we fly. Before we, you know, we taxi out and before we take off, we're, we're grateful for protection. We're grateful that, you know, we are being carried to our next des- destination and mm-hmm. out of harm's way. We expect it. Yes. And we write our daily gratitudes for, for wisdom of protection. And I put it in my journal every day. And the result is, and just like you, Karen, I have been held for a moment at so many intersections in my life when something else could have killed me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can name off several instances just right now. And I am so grateful. I am so thankful for the intervention of my creator to continually to grant me abundant life through my expectations to receive it. And this is a great example of why it is so important to be grateful in all things. Because, for example, in Karen's story, she saw the potential end result. But we don't always see that as kinetic believers. And so that is why, you know, when you have been, you know, we're using all these travel analogies. So when you've been made late, something made you you're going to be 10 minutes late now for something. And instead of becoming angry and upset and, and I can't believe I'm late. Why did this happen to me? It's you, we can turn the narrative around and mm. see mm. the purpose and see that, you know, who mm-hmm. knows what was down the road. The we don't, we're not always yes. shown, Yes, but that's the power of that. Karen, you manifested protection. You did not manifest a, dis- a disaster. Yeah. You manipe- manifested protection yeah. and by practicing relationship with higher consciousness, Something that I do is I speak words of gratitude before I place my feet on the floor every single morning. And I I practice the language of love, of positive expectations. And then I act like I'm on a journey of adventure everywhere I go, fully, fully vaccinated (laughs) with divine life flourishing (laughs) instruction for a a one-of-a-kind genius of purpose to thrive and to be in, inherently satisfied with all good things that are vital for expanding life to become more life. I love that phrase that you just used, practicing relationship with higher consciousness. We just did this Christmas concert, and I have to say, Steve, I underestimated a lot of that music. And so yeah. a few weeks before the concert gets here, I'm I'm practicing hours a day to catch up. But... You know, 
I love the concept, practicing, practicing relationship with higher consciousness. This is how we become um, high-level kinetic believers. This is how we, we go into each day making it better than the last. Practice means doing it in advance, doesn't it? Yes. Don't show up at your concert mm. for life and, and expect to figure it out on the fly. And I really relate to the concepts of practice. For example, if there's a really tough passage that I'm working on, I slow it way down. So mm. I just, you know, I start real, real slow. You can't hardly even recognize the piece. I'm playing it so slow. Mm. And then I, and I, I work up and I, and I play it over and over and over again until it becomes natural. And I feel like that's what we do as kinetic believers. Practice relationship with higher consciousness. Practice being joy-filled. Practice happiness. Yeah. Practice health, wealth. Practice the abundant life. Mm. You know, a good question to ask yourself is, how do I respond to circumstances? Because how I respond actually reveals my kinetic beliefs, my expectations. It reveals if I'm practicing gratitude or not. Mm. We've we've made a a friend with a a local barista, yes. And right now we're in uh, Crescent Beach, South Carolina, and we made a friend with this barista. And she was telling us recently, just the other day, how foggy it was on her way to work that morning. Oh yeah. And she said, "How did she say?" It? She said it made her feel like she was in a horror movie. Well, and just to describe it, so the way that she gets to work, she, she parks in the back parking lot, and then there's this really long wooden bridge that is floating on top of a lake, mm-hmm. and it, there are alligators in there, and <laughs> I, can, I can see it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. she says she felt like she was in a horror movie, yeah. that something awful was just lurking in the mist. <laughs> and, but you know what? That is, that's actually a good example of negative expectations that will attract disaster into someone's life. I mean, this is why we protect our gates, for example. The gates into our sensory perception is our ears and our eyes. And because the subconscious, it doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction. It doesn't know the difference between fables or real life experiences. In fact, my subconscious right now believes that I was out here, uh, in the middle of West Side Story, singing and dancing, because I, we saw the movie. It doesn't know the difference, which is okay with me, because you're it's leaving, a pretty cool movie. You're leaving the theater, you know, doing all the routines. <laughs> yeah, so that's okay. But but if you like watching horror movies, for example, you are conditioning the expectations of your subconscious to manifest negative consequences into your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I took a, I took a date to see a scary movie called The Sentinel. And she meant nothing to me, mm-hmm. by the way. So, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> really meant nothing. So, but... <laughs> the, you're, you're, what is it, Shakespeare? Mm-hmm. Me thinks thou dost protest too much. Oh, she really meant nothing. Uh-huh. So on the way home, it was foggy. It was scary. And we were joking about different parts of the movie. And I said something like, well, it, it would be just like that car coming toward us right now, actually running into us. I mean, I actually said that out loud. Stephen. Young and dumb. So stupid. But no sooner had I said that, the other car crossed the center line and it sideswiped us, taking off my side view mirror. Wow. Seriously. And the, the low expectations of the horrors of disaster manifested the horrors of disaster, you know, 15 minutes after seeing this this movie. Mm. And this makes me think about, um, I did a lot of cooking over the holidays and... The horror of disasters. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you, Steve. No. So, but it, it reminded me one time I made Christmas cookies and me and my little friend, Michelle, and we, we messed up and we used salt instead of sugar. Oh, my. <laughs> it was a disaster, oh a horrific disaster. But the point being, you're talking about gates. You're talking about input. You cannot input the bad ingredients and expect a good result so we cannot you know dump all of this negativity into our mind and into the recipe of kinetic belief and think that that outcome that we can fix it later and i think that's a lot of times you know you get peer pressure you, you know people sort of it's easy for them to make fun of you oh oh are you doing that gratitude thing again i mean you know, oh you can't go to the horror your, movie your vision board oh you working on your vision yeah. board and oh, they you, always use that voice by they, the way they do <laughs> yeah. well 
<laughs> we know why. But, you know, they're making fun of you for not going to the horror movie. But we have to be willing to be seen as what we really are, as kinetic believers. That's a big part of this. So where are we getting the information for our gates? It's yes. coming from the journal. We're choosing the information ourselves, coming out of our genius of purpose, where we put these buckets down into the well of wisdom, and we draw it up into mindfulness yeah. so that we can then put a pen to it and say, this is my life. These are my expectations for the highest way of living. This is what I intend to receive and manifest financially. This is the 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 product of, of what I'm going to look like. This is my best health idea. This is how much joy I have and happiness. And these are what all of my friends look like and are representing to me in my life. And you know, everything you're describing, it 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 requires thinking outside the box. It it requires self-awareness, being willing to look within and take stock and and maybe you're gonna make some hard decisions. Maybe they're not so hard because it's gonna make you feel so wonderful. But the point being it does require this this look a look at life and a look within and in order to even see all of this. And I would even back up and say, guess what? If you are, especially if you're new to kinetic belief, most of those decisions are going to seem impossible to you because yeah. you're going to have to cut rid of, get rid yeah. of some dead weight. You're going to have to change yeah. some friends. You know, I'll admit this. I'll just, because we're with friends here, Steve, I will admit this story. So recently I was scrolling through Instagram on my phone and I didn't remember opening it. I didn't remember going Ooh. into the app and pulling it up. Mm. It freaked me out big time. Yeah. So I deleted it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have Instagram yeah. right now. Right. But the point being, it, it made me realize a lack of awareness. You know, and, and so we're always infusing that. We're always infusing sight and, and depth and awareness into ourselves, our actions, what we're because you can turn on the TV, you can engage in negative conversations and, and a lot of this stuff is autopilot. And so I'm wondering, you know, just like going into Instagram mindlessly, you know, if we're doing it mindlessly, how do we get to that point of, of well, I guess that goes back to journaling, doesn't it? always goes back to you determining your reality, yeah. the life that you will experience and accepting yeah. nothing less. And this is thinking outside of the box. Mm. This is decorating your sphere of influence, your circle, the, 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 the good witch of the North bubble that we float around in. We get to hang the, the, the lavaliers, not from our own ears, but also just decorate the walls with the pictures and photographs and what? the, I don't know. What I just like the word <laughs> lavalier. You're just saying words. I'm just saying words now, but, but we get is, to choose. That is a good analogy though. the was it glinda is that her name yeah i think the that's good it. witch yeah. um but that i love that visual just that bubble that we get to create and and that is something that we we have a right to you know we have a right to this bubble the sphere of influence that we can do with whatever we choose well here's the deal you are manifesting you cannot opt out of this. Yeah. We are born, we come into the natural as believers. That is the mechanism for attracting and manifesting the reality that you believe you're going to experience. Yeah. So play the game, get <laughs> on board and don't be a victim of manifestations because yes. you're a manifester. Yeah. Like it or not, that's how you were created to be. Somebody mm. says, I don't believe that. Well, you just said what you believe. Yeah. It's because it's the way we were created. So the question is, again, how do you respond to circumstances? When something happens, you're crossing a walk like Karen or you're coming across a bridge like the, the local barista. How do you respond to the, to the mist? How do you respond to the rain? How do you respond to the, the wayward bicyclist, motorcyclist, whatever? I'm not sure if it was. She said motorbike. Motor, how do you respond to that? Are you positive or are you negative? I was doing some field team search and relief work in a remote area of Eastern Kentucky some years ago. And I drove up to this old shack and it, it looked like it had some people living in it. And so I stopped because I had a truckload of food and some children's gifts and other supplies. And so I was just out there looking for you know places that I could go and, and, mm -hmm. and uh, be a help or a benefit to, to give to whomever lived in this particular place. And so I got out, and Meg, as I was approaching this, this house, I watched as a half dozen preteens and teenagers dove out of the back of that house. They were, they were leaping head first through windows. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. And, and they were running off into the woods. Well, 
I mean, they weren't responding to me. They were responding to negative expectations, and, and God only knows what. They were responding to your Suburban, you know, <laughs> which a lot of times uh, be, police will drive those. <laughs> that could have been it, but it, it really it still had nothing to do with me. Correct. Because they didn't know me. They right. didn't. Their expectations yeah. were toxic. Right. For whatever reason, they weren't. They weren't expecting. Oh, uh, a, a suburban! I don't recognize. He probably has candy. And... It's Santa. <laughs> yes, Santa. <laughs> I know him. I, I know him. Yeah. No, the ego self, the personality of self, typically identifies with failure. It mm-hmm. identifies with loss. It identifies with the law. It identifies with bankrupted corruption of destruction. But the inner dialogue of the ego has to be pre-programmed. Yes. We got to change what we're telling ourselves, like you started the podcast by saying. And we do that by, you know, we have to change, uh, but stop listening to the negative suggestions, reading about negative circumstances, believing negative judgments, believing condemnation from other people that we grew up with, that we heard in school, at home, mm. by constantly measuring ourselves from without. It diminishes the good reality of the present moment that we're occupying. And that took me back to that phrase that I love so much, practicing relationship with higher consciousness. You know, part of practice is uh, making mistakes. That's how you practice. That's how you get better. You So you see the mistake and you can pinpoint where your issue is, but then you practice and you keep practicing. You grow and grow and grow. And then eventually, what you're, just like what you're describing, what is your reaction to circumstances? Well, it's automatic and it's good. And it's positive, and that is possible. Well, pr- try it. If you don't believe it, tell yourself how much you love yourself. Yeah. Practice practice a relationship with um, higher consciousness and say, you know what? I just adore me. I am so <laughs> amazing. I am so beautiful and sweet and wonderful and gifted and talented. I love me. And then be quiet and hear what the me has to say about that. Yes, or, absolutely. Really? You must not remember when. You must not remember what you had for dinner last night. Like, I didn't ask you. I asked higher consciousness. Thank you very much. But but that that will tell you so you're practicing relationship now with higher consciousness. And it does take practice because you've got to adhere to and rely upon your chosen beliefs to change your reality. Well, and that's such good news, isn't it? It's, It's fantastic, hopeful news that... Look, when you're practicing, it can feel as though you'll never get to that point of automation where you just you're reacting and and kinetic belief is all of a sudden instinctual and you don't even have to think about it. But that does happen if you continue to practice and you're diligent with it. it, You finally will get there. And I think just even knowing that that's possible is well, it's just doesn't that feel good? It does because you're practicing <laughs> casting down the negative imaginations that yeah. want to argue with you, that want to reason with you, mm-hmm. and it, and sooner rather than later, they'll get tired of the argument and they'll leave. You won't even have the conversation anymore, and that's when it becomes well second nature. Um, I do have a question. <clears throat> Excuse me about. Well, I have a question for you, Steve, about Karen's question about her story. So I think many times when we're focused on the power of being able to manifest sometimes it can it can make you a little crazy it can make you feel as though uh, you know you don't want to become paranoid you don't want to become superstitious even in believing that oh i manifested that i manifested that i mean i mean because and i'm wondering how do we clear all that mess out how do we understand fully what we're experiencing versus you know, the world that you already described is swirling around us. Trust in higher consciousness. Trust in the power of love, which is beyond you. And the ego says, the ego will tell you that you're responsible for everything. You're responsible for the manifestation of health and healing and prosperity and happiness and joy and all of that. You have half of the part of it, 50% of it. The other 50% belongs to the universe and it will do its part, which is not a respecter of persons. Mm -hmm. It's a respecter of your part, which is to adhere to and rely on the best possible life manifesting into your life. And you do it through the power of gratitude and the imagination and desire and the words that you speak Mm -hmm. being a blessing and positive sadness to all that here, including yourself, and the actions that you take be in alignment with the expectations of this higher life uh, manifesting into your life. Well, and that, 
that gives us a deeper understanding of practicing relationship with higher self because when we're doing that now we understand we're also practicing that relationship with the other part the universe part that we trust to meet us at you know halfway and then you're allowing the universe through your trust in the universe to do the parts that you can't do to show up and to receive you when you arrive, for example, mm. to rearrange circumstances, to protect you. Because higher consciousness knows what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't. So we're responsible for the now, for the present moment, to fill it with the fullness of positive expectations and gratitude and joy and happiness, whether you feel like it or not. Mm. Not because you feel happy, but because you are happiness. Not yeah. because you are joyful, but because you are joy. And so we act it, and we talk it, and we expect it. And then the universe realigns our life, our circumstances, our family, our homes, the, the activities we're involved in to, to emulate our expectations. I have to say that really struck a little nerve when you said that, look, the ego, it wants you to believe that you're responsible for everything. And I would even add everyone, because how many times have we been, have the emotions of someone else been forced on us? You know, someone else is wanting you to make them happy. And, and especially if you've been told those things in youth or childhood, it's actually quite difficult to relinquish the weight of, of responsibility of how people feel around you, how their lives are going. And so what we're working through today is I can just see it stripping away all of the things that are untrue and unnecessary and inauthentic to us. And, you know, we're cleaning out our bubble. <laughs> I can see it's sparkling now. <laughs> you know, the only way that a person can get there and say that I'm responsible for whatever I'm manifesting, I'm responsible for all of it. I'm responsible for all these other people. If I don't like the way my husband acts, I'm going to change that. If I don't like the way that my wife talks, I'm going to change that. Is the ego looks within and it says, okay, I am made up of this stuff called belief. There's a substance there. Oh, I'm also made of dominion. I do have authority that works. So I'm going to take this. This is the inner dialogue. I'm going to take this dominion and I'm going to break it and use it for my own self-serving way. And I'm going to control people. I'm going to say I'm in charge and I'm the one responsible for all these things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brokenness will set you up to become a victim of circumstances faster than anything else you could possibly do. Wow. So understanding our role, understanding the role of the universe, understanding. I like how you brought it down to um, present moment. The gratitude, that's, our, that's what we're responsible for, focusing on that. Um, that's very helpful because it is easy to reach out and grab things that you have no business dealing with. Right. And so in that present moment, now bad things will still, uh, what could be bad, if you were to measure it, are still going to be happening around you because that's the planet that we're on. But we don't respond to it as though, oh my gosh, why did I manifest this bad thing? It has nothing to do with you. And in that bad thing, when, it, when you see it go by, you still look at... You, you with gratitude you count all things joy joy filled to align with your joy and you look at something maybe you were expecting a good thing to happen and it didn't show up yet mm. well i was just protected like from a, a car let's say somebody was going to give me a car and it was a i wanted a blue car and they give me a red car and i'm not really grateful for the red car because i wanted a blue car and so I don't take, <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, never mind. That's a bad example. But be grateful when things don't work out like you think they should, that you're being protected from something that, that you, you didn't, had no idea what you're being protected from. Uh, you know what? The, the ego will keep the mind racing to construct a future out of empty expectations and, past, and your past out of, of just regretful memories. Mm. And it's always working either in the future or the past and trying to get you to take ownership of things that you're just not responsible for. Yeah. And it will tear you apart when you allow that to happen. Well, and you mentioned, you just said, use the word expectation. And today you're really taking us through the connection of gratitude and expectation. And I like how gratitude is being revealed today as being innately expectant. It, true gratitude is past, you know, it's, it's now, it's in the present moment, past, present, future. It's just filling all the spaces of time. And in turn, that's clearly defining our positive ex expectations. Gratitude will cause the thing you're grateful for to show up. Yeah, love that. Every time. 
you know, mm-hmm. we, all, we have this natural genius within all of us, a genius, a purpose, a purpose for you to be here. And the, the universe knows the purpose. Higher consciousness knows why you are here. And this is how we step into it. And the, the purpose for every person to be here is a good thing, a positive thing, an abundant life-filled thing. And so anybody that doesn't believe the natural genius within themselves, that doesn't believe what I just said, is paying attention to the noise of just incessant, egoic chattering that comes with a voice that's accusing them of not being good enough, of not measuring up. And it's imposing upon a person's belief system all of these toxic expectations for life. Mm. To think, well, th- nothing ever goes my way. I don't ever win at anything. I, I'm never hired for the job that I want to get. And on and on it goes. Any expectations that, that is not rooted and grounded in positive expectations will cause a person to be tossed around by their double-mindedness. Well, it might happen. It might not happen. That's double-mindedness. And the whatever will be and the it is what it is attitude, all of those things are signs that somebody is still expecting bad things to show up in their lives. Yeah. Metaphysically speaking, Maggie, the absorption coefficient of God light required for abundant living, for growth and development is low within a person who's double-minded. Somebody who has a a low intensity of expectations in their life where there's just no structured bias for their beliefs. You know, it would be like a plant that's not getting enough light and the plant leaves just begin to yellow and they become frail and and spindly until it dies an early death. Karen, who, who wrote in, the problem with your question, how can I prevent accidents from happening in the future, is that when we define something, as soon as I put a definition on anything, I'm fixing that. And real life isn't fixed. So rather than try to define the wisdom that came to you on that rainy day in the way of feeling faint so that you would avoid possibly you know, being killed by the motorbike, Well, let's go just a little bit deeper for enlightenment, which, by the way, true enlightenment is transformative. Enlightenment is not knowledge. Um, Enlightenment becomes you. It cannot be fixed by definition. So what is experience? What is life? What is reality? Isn't that great here at the end of a podcast? What what is that? What, What are these things? Do you you know how there are some things that you just know, you just know it, and and you don't know how you know it, you just know it? It resonates. It resonates. Well, how do you just know it resonates? That's what enlightenment will do to you. When you receive revelation knowledge, wisdom, you just know something. You receive knowledge of it. And one way of looking at it, the knowing of something, it simply becomes you. And it literally transforms you Mm. into a higher being higher conscious higher relationship with with higher consciousness i like the way saint augustine answered the question what is time he said i know but when you ask me i don't <laughs> that's my new answer for everything <laughs> <laughs> now that you ask me I, I don't i don't know i know but i know isn't that great <laughs> yes. but it's so true because when we talk about experiences life and reality there are just so many subjective perspectives used to symbolize the some of those sensations all of the thoughts and all the feelings and all the desires <laughs> this is reminding me earlier today you're kind of teasing me you were like meg you're just so cool and i was like yes. well how, how can you even know that and you said because you don't say that you are because <laughs> you don't think you are i, I said do you think you're cool I'm like no that's what makes you cool but that makes me think about being awakened and enlightened if you're walking around going i am so enlightened then you're i am not. very awakened but you see i think i'm cool what does that mean? That means I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much truth in that <laughs> joke. That is true. <laughs> because if you ask, you know, if you ask, for example, well, what are sensations? Mm. I can only answer, you know, well, don't be silly. You know what they are. <laughs> it's a sensation. You, you know what they are. <laughs> I can't tell yeah. you. Because as long as we continue... Look, as long as we continue defining things indefinitely, we will continue to go around in circles. Mm -hmm. To define what that means is to fix. And 
the life experience that we're all having is not fixed. The ultimate sum of all of life cannot be defined. It cannot be fixed. However, it can be represented simply by oneness with higher consciousness. Mm. Every person knows creation all the time. Everybody knows creation. There's a knowing. But when we begin to think about the creator, we don't. Mm. For when we begin to think about experience, we try to fix it in rigid forms and ideas so that we can share it with someone else. But it's the, it really is the old problem of attempting to uh, shut the wind in a box, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to show you how windy it was today. Well, that won't work. But it, it's always it's true, and it's it. always been taught in religion, Maggie, that God is something from which one can expect wisdom and guidance, and we've become so accustomed to the idea that wisdom, which is knowledge and advice and information, can be expressed in these specific instructions. You know, you can, I can go on uh, Amazon and get my book of wisdom. But actual wisdom cannot be extracted from something impossible to define. I mean, actually, the kind of wisdom which can be taught amounts to very little, because most of the wisdom which we can live by in everyday life, it doesn't come to us as verbal instructions. Mm. I mean, it wasn't through somebody really wise that I learned how to breathe Mm. or to swallow, to see, or to digest food or resist diseases, yet those things are actuated by the most complex processes that no amount of coaching and instruction could ever reproduce in my life. But this is authentic awakening that we're talking about to higher consciousness. This is a level of evolutionary enlightenment that mindfulness has very, very little to do with, Karen. And we've talked about this quite often, the holistic benefits of being a kinetic believer develops a person to be able to attract this kind of wisdom, to come from within, to become more, for us to be happiness, to be joy, to be health, to become fully satisfied in all of our harmonic relationships with the universe. There is a wisdom for all things that emanates from the genius of a of a person's purpose. And when we go there to consider the presence of our lives, the wisdom that rises to the surface of our imaginings, that's what solves all of the practical problems of human endeavoring as it evolves all of us to become more of us, more of the original, authentic purpose for each one of us. And it has it's done so many wonders for the human experience, hasn't it? Yes. And it'll continue to do more. Not only for every single KB that's out there listening right now, for the, and more for all the individuals when they are undisturbed in their kinetic beliefs. That's key, but it is responsible for advancing the entire collective of humanity as well. Well, and showing, revealing to us the comparison of of you know practical knowledge and then experiential knowledge is is huge because only in the doing can we learn can we perfect a thing you know it's kind of like when you first learn to go off maybe the high dive or something Mm -hmm. you know belly flop is what most people (laughs) end up with but it's in that doing it's in the flow it's in the present moment and and really in these simplistic pursuits that we're going to achieve everything that you're describing right now, which I just, I love the the perspective of that. It's, it's not something that we can analyze to death to get a good result. It's not something that we can just talk about incessantly. And now, now it's going to reveal itself. This is about relationship. This is about flow. This is about trust. And those fundamental truths will carry us through. And isn't it relationship with higher consciousness that makes a person willing? Okay, I'm willing to show up. I don't need to have all the answers. I don't need to sit here at home and reason with why I should or should not go over there or make the phone call. I'm going to trust in this other thing that's happening and, and supporting my existence mm-hmm. to, to be there and to make sure that 
I have favor. I have abundant life. I have these things that will enhance my purpose and my my reason, soul soul reason (laughs) for being here on this planet. That's beautiful. And I like what Paul Queller wrote in his book, The Alchemist. He said, it's the it's the possibility of having a dream come true that makes life interesting. Mm. Mm. The possibility awaits all of us out there on that pathway of the journey of adventure. It's not where you're sitting. It's not where we are. That's the, the place where we're occupying right now is not the full life. It's not the dream. The dream is in the journey. And I would add to add to that that you know what it's a life that's interesting that is filled with joy, a life is interesting that's filled with happiness and prosperity and the richness of pursuits for the one who <laughs> lives to harvest the manifestation of their dreams. That's my purpose. That's why I'm here wow. is to be the manifester of my dreams, my purpose, my higher essence in, of living and life. <laughs> I love that you're like. And in closing. We have this fundamental misunderstanding of what life is. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> you know. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, understanding because if you yeah. if you expect life, if you expect the journey of life to look one way, when it can't even be that. You know, we life works in the way that you're describing right now in this flow, the relationship with higher consciousness. That is the true essence the reality of life and everything else is smoke and mirrors. It does not last. It is not the true reality. And <laughs> under, understanding what is life <laughs> helps. Doesn't it help? <laughs> it Thank you. does help. But seriously, if you're sitting out there and you're listening to us banter through this this topic right now, and if your life story is failing to produce something that you've dreamed of, Mm. that you've hoped for, and that you really, really desire, it's time to check the condition of the ground that you're occupying, which is your heart. I mean, the ability to be healed, for example, that comes from life source, which is the condition every person comes into the world with. And if healing doesn't come to someone who needs it, it isn't because of the healing properties of, of God. It's not because of the, the, the lack of healing in the universe. Perfect and complete healing is always available. It's the condition of the expectation that has hardened a person from manifesting healing. And one of the problems is you can't necessarily feel. You can't feel the condition of being hardened to no effect. It happens over time. But there are signs to look for if you're not manifesting better conditions into your life. Those negative, toxic conditions are created where there's worry and fear and insecurity and anxiety. And if you're seeking fault with others, if your senses are dull, unfeeling, or unresponsive, you're trying to solve your own problems rather than through a partnership with higher consciousness. You're slow to kinetically believe, which just means that you're, you're unwaveringly, uh, you're not adhering to and relying upon your highest viewpoints as your standard. Hmm. Someone's personality can even become calloused because they haven't received what they've been believing for. So they just stop believing to avoid further disappointment. You can get to that place without even knowing it. That's the problem. But it's look, it's never too late to return to the expectant belief of childhood. You remember what that's like. You can get back to a tender-hearted state of consciousness. You can get back to a place where all of us were once quick to believe. It takes work, and it often isn't pleasant to go there and face the hard places that have developed in you know, your emotional state of being. But to rewrite our stories, that's kind of where we started today. Rewrite your story. To do that, we've got to loosen the ground of our expectations by being quick to believe. Don't question it. Don't reason with it. And the reason most don't do this is that positive kinetic beliefs don't come naturally. There is work involved in developing an attitude of higher expectations that manifests the abundant life with gratitude and that carries it to full development. This week before the new year, regardless of how bitter the world may appear to be around you, 
determined to become a person who is quick to believe again. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Just say this, say, I am pursuing my dreams. I'm pursuing my dreams. With positive expectations. With positive expectations. By casting down. By casting down. Negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. I have an immunity to fearful thoughts. I have an immunity to fearful thoughts. To negative conversations. To negative conversations. Negative news. Negative news. Negative actions of others. Negative actions of others. And to negative people. And negative people. The little things in life. The little things in life. Are my satisfaction. Mm, they're my satisfaction. Because I'm quick. Because I am quick. To throw down all negativity. To throw down all negativity. And to not participate in fear-filled drama. And to not participate in fear-filled drama. Because I choose. Because I choose. Not to participate in them. Not to participate in them. I enjoy being surrounded by others. I enjoy being surrounded by others. Who are also enjoying themselves. Who are also enjoying themselves. And are also throwing down. They're also throwing down. Negative expectations. Negative expectations. I am fearless. I am fearless. As I live my life with courage. As I live my life with courage. I cast down negative suggestions. I cast down negative suggestions. Ideas. Ideas. Discussions. Discussions. About others. About others. Politics. Politics. And gossip. Gossip. I am following my best life. I am following my best life. And it is now. And it's now. Because I watch for. Because I watch for. And stay away from. And stay away from. And I don't consume. And I don't consume. Negative thoughts. Negative negative thoughts. What a fun, exciting, powerful podcast today, Stephen. Thank you for all the wisdom. I know I say that every podcast, but you know, I really feel it and I really mean it because at the end of these hours, I can feel the buoyancy and I can feel the the connection to higher consciousness. It's it's been strengthened and it's so exciting. Isn't it's it? So exciting. It's <laughs> and, a to know. And well, and I think today is extra special. It's been a time. It's been a minute since we were back here with all the KBs and it just feels so good and are we doing one a week now I, I, I'm hesitant to say I'm doing one every day if not once a week or not once a month <laughs> so make sure you turn on your notifications yes, so that you can catch key. us yes, every single is. please turn on notifications we beg you meanwhile until we <laughs> return to this station <laughs> Maggie, yes. you and I we're both sending out so much love and so much light to all the KB yeah. creators all around the world yeah and thanks as usual Steve for all the wisdom bye <laughs>